Bismillah, alhamdulillah. We're talking today on the subject of how people enter into Islam. My name is Yusuf Estes. I'm the former National Muslim Chaplain, now retired here in Washington, D.C. And first of all, I'm going to touch base with you on a, a program that uh, we've got online about why priests and preachers enter Islam. Those of you who are online watching this live can see the the picture that we've got displayed there. Former preachers who've entered into Islam, priests, etc. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. At the same time, we're going to be talking about another program we have that's called What is Islam? That particular program was very popular after 9-11. It was one of the most popular programs we've ever done discussing the comparison between Islam, Christianity, and Judaism and how alike they are and how we understand all of that in light of what's going on today, inshallah. And then finally, we'll be talking about this item here, which is 135 people entering into Islam. This was a live a program that we did. It was recorded and now it's broadcast on our website. We hope, inshallah, God willing, that you'll take the time to go and visit this. It's really interesting to watch. All that's coming up right here on Islam Always. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, and we'll get started. First and foremost, I think I'd like to begin by saying that Islam is an action, it's a verb, it's something you do. So let's refer to the comparison that we have uh, in what is Islam when we talk about Islam and Judaism, Islam and Christianity. Islam is an action. It describes your relationship with your Lord. It's a religion, or a way of life actually, of submission to doing God's will on earth as it is in heaven. And simply put, this is what all of the prophets came to teach their people. To obey God, to worship Him, and not to make any gods beside God. This is the first commandment in the Old Testament. It's the first commandment in the book of Exodus chapter 20, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5. It's the same commandment which is reiterated as the greatest commandment in the book of Mark in the New Testament when Jesus said that the Israelites needed to know that God is one and that they have to worship Him with all their heart, all their mind, and all their strength. So this is the essentially the same exact message. There's nothing new coming up here. This is the same thing. And we find in Islam that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him, taught his followers essentially the same words. <laughs> Worship God and none other. Now we'll move to another part of the program and talk about why preachers come into Islam. And this, this is something that we have developed a whole website for this. That you can actually see preachers, priests, and others such as myself and Father Peter Jacobs and Mutahir Sabri. They're both former Catholics. One was a priest. The other was a candidate for the priesthood as an altar boy. Some nuns that I've known. We've talked about this before. We invite you to check out the details on our website at Islam Tomorrow. Another website we have. IslamTomorrow.com And while you're there... Look for the links to priests and preachers entering Islam. A lot of people will say, "Well, why? You know, why do these 
religious individuals coming to Islam. And I just talked with another one today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And he was telling me that essentially this is what happened to him. He was reading the text of the Bible, the same as I did. And he was realizing that what's being taught in the church does not necessarily compare with what's being said in the text of the Bible. The Bible said God is one. There's no place in the Bible where it says three. Yet you have people today preaching Trinity as though it was an accepted fact from the text. You have Jesus teaching the people that they have to stand for what is right and righteous. You have Jesus telling people that he came with a sword to enforce what he's saying. You have Jesus, peace be upon him, telling his people that he's going to go so another prophet can come after him. Then also you have Jesus, peace be upon him, denying that he's any kind of a, a god or a son of a god himself because he's deferring everything to the will and the power of Almighty God. But then you have the preachers out here saying a, a, a different message. So when someone who is sincere is seeking guidance from above, then obviously the, <laughs> that guidance has to come from the only God there is. And if God guides somebody to him, well then, why would we be surprised? And if you said, well, why Islam? Well, Islam is the Arabic word describing what Jesus taught. And you look to the Lord's Prayer, for instance, and I think it's in chapter 6 of the birth book of Matthew when it speaks about the... Lord's Prayer. You're supposed to be praying and asking God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And anybody who does Islam is essentially saying, that's what I want. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to obey Him. I want to surrender my will to Him. I want to submit to Him on His terms. And I want to do so in peace. And of course in sincerity. Now all of that together equals the word Islam in Arabic because that's what it means. Islam means surrender. Submission, obedience, sincerity, and peace. Between you and your Lord above. That's what it means. So, when we start to talk about these other subjects, when people get into politics, they get into issues between people, and they lose sight of what the message was in the book, I think that's how we wind up being at odds with each other. I think that's how the devil confuses the issues to the extent that we forget that we're supposed to be worshiping God here. And then, by his mercy, suddenly we wake up and we realize, what am I doing? What am I saying? What am I teaching? What is this all about? And then Allah guides. And he guides whoever he wills to this right path. Motar Sabri, a dear friend of mine, came into Islam many years ago. And when he did, Allah guided him in a beautiful way. And he's helped literally hundreds and hundreds of people enter into Islam. Likewise, in my own case, I don't know why Allah chose me to do this work, but I've been doing it. And alhamdulillah, I've seen thousands of people enter Islam. So we developed this, uh, this program 
about the Shahada and what it takes to present it. And then we made it into a sort of a booklet and then made a CD to go along with it. The CD that we have, it's a video CD. I'm going to hold it up so you can see what it is. Those of you online now can see it. This CD is uh, available through our website. Those of you who'd like to get a copy of it, just go to our website and look for where it says 135 Entry Slam. And you can order it there or you can get it downloaded free. It won't, you won't get the jacket that way, but you can get the CD that way. But on the jacket itself, there's a picture. It shows 135 people, it says, enter Islam. That's the text. And you see some people wandering around there in the picture. But when you open it up inside, and this is what I think is so beautiful, you get a chance to learn why 135 people enter Islam all at the same time. You also find out why Islam is today's fastest growing religion. You find out who the people are that are becoming Muslim. And why women are entering Islam more than men. Seven to, uh, to ten women for every single man coming into Islam. Can you imagine that? Why are so many people coming to Islam? And the answer is simple. It's salvation. But we'll be talking about that. And how can you help others to know about Islam? And that's what this CD is all about. Let me open it up and let you take a look inside. This cover is uh, kind of cool. Because what it does, it offers some very good teaching about this subject right here. I'm going to read it to you. You don't have to try to read that. I'll read it to you right now. If anybody talks to you about Islam, it's real simple. All you have to do is simply open this thing up and you'll be able to present the message to them. Just read it. It's laid out there enumerated right there for you. Begin by making the intention with the law to call people to the right way. Now, uh, this is something for you personally to do to get started with this, okay? Then, read the Quran every day. Now, this ensures that you will be drawing yourself closer to a law. We've been talking about that in a series that we've been doing called Wasila, Drawing Close to a Law. Then, learn about the true Islam in the English language and then be a good example of a Muslim. You need to be kind and respectful to everyone. Show you really care about them. Then always talk about Allah and His greatness. Talk about His names, His attributes. Once people have accepted that there really is a God and He's one and He's perfect and there can be no doubt about it, then talk to them about Muhammad and about His great teachings. Download the free Quran from our website and then give the link to everybody you know. Download the audios from our website and share these links. Then copy the audios on the CDs and it is permissible. We allow you to do that and give one to everybody you know. Then begin to practice on your own family and let them help you. This is kind of important that it's participation between you, your family, your friends and, and everybody to share in this effort that you're trying to do. Then ask other Muslims to join in giving out the CDs. You can supply them with them and uh, give them out. You can burn the CDs in your own uh, place or the computer lab at university. 
give these CDs out to everybody you meet, whether they're a clerk or a waitress, a teacher, some of your neighbors, people you work with every day. And sit with the people over tea, cookies, and talk about Allah. Talk about His mercy. Talk about paradise. And talk to them about a phrase from the Quran that there's no forced conversion in Islam. La ikrahifidin. And that it's Allah who guides to whoever, uh, to his paradise, whoever he wills. Then use our websites, our audios, classrooms, everything that we've got like this that you're, some of you are listening to right now. These live broadcasts, all of this needs to be in your email so people will come and attend it. And when they're ready, then you begin to explain the five pillars of Islam and ask them if they're ready to say Shahada. Now, if they say they're ready to give the Shahada, what are they talking about? Well, it means they're ready to enter Islam. Nobody's ready to enter Islam until they believe there really is God. But as soon as they believe that, the next thing is to know that they, what their position is, that they're not God, they're not a part of God, and uh, they're subservient to Him. This is real key, because if a person thinks, well, you know, God needs me, then they're not ready for Islam. <laughs> or if they think that... Uh, you know, they've got some big contribution they're going to make to the universe. They're not ready for Islam. That's, that's not what Islam is about. Islam is clearly showing that the human being's position is one of a, a servant, slave of Almighty Allah, and not a slave to his desires. Now, that's real important. But once a person has acknowledged that and they said, you know what, I really do believe, I really do want to accept that this the premise of Islam is uh, for me. I want to do that. That's where I'm at. I want to get started. Then they are ready. They need to make their shahada. And when I say that, I'm I'm telling you, don't put that off. Don't procrastinate. Don't tell them what to think about it or something. No, they already did. If they said, I believe there's one God. I want to do what he wants me to do. That's it. They don't need to know more than that. They need to know that Islam has requirements like the Salah five times a day. They need to know about the Ramadan. And they need to know about paying charity to the poor people. Making Hajj. These things are important for them to know. But they don't have to start practicing any of it yet. This is key first. That they have to say the Shahada. There's none worthy to worship except Almighty God. Allah. And Muhammad is a messenger of God. And he is the one that I want to follow. Once they've said this, they are a Muslim. If they meant it, they are. And you don't know if they meant it or not. So it's not up to you. Explain to them that Islam means doing the commandments of Allah. In submission to him. And in total peace. That's what it means. It's making the choice to do God's will instead of doing your own lusts or desires. Just as we said. And somebody is ready to accept when they believe Allah is one with no partners and they choose to obey His commandments and follow Muhammad. Then just ask them to say, I believe there's no gods beside God. And I believe Muhammad is a messenger of God. Then slowly have them repeat this. And I put it in their transliteration for you. Ashhadu. Now if anybody wants to say that, listening to me now, just say Ashhadu. Ashadu. Okay? The next part is La ilaha. Again, La ilaha. One more time. La ilaha. And then finally, Illallah. Let me let you hear that again. Illallah. Now you try it. 
Illallah. Illallah. Got it? Now we'll put it all together. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. One more time. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. One more time. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Then the next part is similar. Wa ashadu. Wa ashadu. Wa ashadu an Muhammadan Rasulullah. Wa ashadu an Muhammadan Rasulullah. I'll go slow. Wa ashadu an Muhammadan Rasulullah. That's it. And when they put all that together, they basically are a Muslim. Let's try it together. Go real slow. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَا مُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Simple as that. If a person said that with conviction and they intended to do what God wants them to do, they have started on their journey. They have begun to be a true, upright believer and servant of Almighty God. In Arabic, one who Islams is a Mu-Islam. So when a person says they're Muslim, they mean, I do Islam. There are many people today call themselves Muslim, but they don't do Islam. People could tell you they're walkers, but if they don't have any legs, they can't walk, can they? And certainly if somebody doesn't follow Islam, he's not a Mu Islam. But that we'll save for another time. Once a person is entered into Islam with this Shahada, what must we consider next? Again, it's inside the little folder. I'll let you see this so you can see where I'm at. I've been talking about giving the actual shahada. Now, what to do after the shahada? What do we what we need to do here? I want to read that to you. It says here, we first begin to explain to them what the purpose of life is. They need to know. And you need to tell them what's going to happen next. Tell them to go to chapter 29 in the Quran. Chapter 29, verse 2 and 3. Do they think they'll be left alone on saying we believe and they won't be tested? For sure they'll be tested as were those before them. To show the truthful of those that are true and the liars in their falsehood. Now you need to help them get ready for these tests that are surely coming their way. Introduce them to other good Muslims and then take terms amongst the Muslims visiting them and be with them as much as you can. Listen to their questions, their ideas, their concepts. And be patient while they learn. All of this is new to them. So you need to join with them in local classes about the basics of Islam. And don't go too fast. Give them time to learn and understand. Refer their questions to our website or email askislam at aol.com. Visit our chat room, chatislam.com. And then ask for any of the shakes that we have there at the time or ask for me. They're going to have problems. That's to be expected. But we must be there to help them and make it easy for them. Make sure they have enough food, money, clothing and jobs and a place to live because when they come to Islam many times that's a part of their test that Allah will make it so that they will 
be tested in their wealth, their family, and so on. Many times their family rejects them. And the women are kicked out of their home. Girls are kicked out. Youth are kicked out just because they want to believe in the law and do what the law wants them to do. And remember, they are your new brothers and sisters in Islam. It's your duty in front of Allah to help them. And by the way, if you want to hold a conference in your area or have us come there and do some of these Dawah programs, then what you can do is contact us through our website at islamdemar.com slash bookings or go to uh, your telephone, pick it up, give us a call, 703-354-5224. Let me repeat the phone number for you, 703-354-5224. And we're standing by all the time, waiting for calls, seeing what we can do to help people better understand the message of Islam in plain and simple English. So that's basically what I wanted to communicate with you today about. We do have some guests in our room, the chat room here. So we'll turn our attention now to them. And uh, stay tuned for more right here on IslamAlways.com. <laughs> 